Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, February 2nd. In today's news, the Nunez memo will likely be released today, but it could be a dud. The Trump administration continues to defang the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and the Humane Society is keeping its CEO despite allegations of serial sexual harassment. But first, the big idea. Is Mitt Romney the future or the past of the Republican Party? He's tan, he's rested, and he's ready. For all intents and purposes, Mitt announced Thursday that he will run for Senate in Utah. He tweeted that he's going to formally reveal his plans on February 15th and link to a website that encourages people to, quote, sign up to join Team Mitt. I hear that Matthew Waldrop is expected to manage his campaign, and several alumni from his 2012 presidential effort will play senior roles, including finance director Spencer Zwick. Most everyone in Utah agrees that Romney will be a shoo-in, easily securing the Republican nomination and coasting to victory in the general election for the seat that's being opened by Orrin Hatch's retirement. A favorite parlor game on the Washington cocktail party circuit, though, right now is speculating about what kind of a senator he'll be and really how much of a thorn he'll be in President Trump's side. Romney refused to support Trump in 2016, repeatedly calling him a fraud and suggesting that he wrote in his wife's name, Anne, on his absentee ballot. Immediately after the election, though, the former governor sought to make nice with Trump. He interviewed to become secretary of state. I've been told by White House folks that the president-elect, who prizes loyalty above all, never seriously considered him, but he enjoyed watching Romney kowtow. So the question now is, will the man who saved the 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City be the white knight that some Republicans think they need to save their party in 2018? With John McCain battling brain cancer and the retirements of Bob Corker and Jeff Flake, there's an impending vacuum of moral leadership inside the GOP conference. Romney could help fill it. At 70 years old, he's not planning to become a congressional lifer. It's very likely, in fact, that he'd only serve one term and then ride into the sunset like a modern-day Cincinnatus. That and the fact he'd probably be the richest member of the Senate might liberate him to play the part of elder statesman who puts country before party. Make no mistake, though, Romney is a partisan Republican. His niece chairs the Republican National Committee. His father was Richard Nixon's housing secretary after serving two terms as governor of Michigan. He's never going to be part of the resistance. More often than not, he will support Trump and vote to advance his agenda, just frankly, like Bob Corker, Jeff Flake, and John McCain. But Romney could break with the president in some significant ways. The Russia investigation comes to mind, as does Trump's refusal to implement the sanctions on Russia that Congress passed last year nearly unanimously. Romney would arrive in Congress with as big a megaphone and bully pulpit as any freshman since John Quincy Adams was elected to the House in 1830 as a former president. There will be instant and incessant speculation that he might challenge Trump in 2020 for the GOP nomination. Even if he denies interest, almost everything that Romney does in the Capitol, assuming he wins, would be viewed through the prism of, is he trying to thread the needle to lay the groundwork for a third presidential campaign? Don't forget, Romney has a storied history of shape-shifting and evolving on major issues to fit the moment. When you study the arc of his political career, it's sometimes difficult to decipher his core convictions. After all, Mitt has run for Senate before. Challenging the liberal lion Ted Kennedy in Massachusetts in 1994, he declared, quote, 
look, I was an independent during the time of Ronald Reagan and George Bush. I'm not trying to take us back to the Reagan era. He continued to evolve. When he ran for governor in 2002, he described himself as a moderate with progressive views. He positioned himself very differently in 2012 than when he first ran for president in 2008. All that said, most of his flip-flops, which got so much attention five years ago, look quaint compared to Trump's. And his gaffes seem pretty tame in this era. Even the granddaddy of them all has caught on camera complaint that 47% of Americans would never vote for him because they depend on government largesse looks pretty minor compared to some of what Trump has said on camera. Regardless of what tack he winds up taking, Romney will be someone to keep an eye on in 2018 and beyond. And that's today's big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the House Intelligence Committee will likely make the controversial Devin Nunez memo public later today after Trump formally approves its release. The memo contains allegations of surveillance abuses by the FBI. The president read the memo on Wednesday, but he decided it should be made public beforehand when he was watching cable news segments about it. The White House says they're likely to approve the release without any redactions. The possibility that this isn't going to live up to expectations, though, has become a growing fear inside the West Wing. Sources in the administration who've been briefed on the contents of the memo expect that it will be underwhelming after all the hype. Number two, the Trump administration stripped a unit within the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that oversees fair lending practices of its enforcement powers. The Office of Fair Lending and Equal Opportunity previously used that power to force big payouts in several prominent cases, including settlements with lenders who systematically charged people of color higher interest rates than they had for whites. The unit will now move inside the office of the director, and it will no longer be responsible for day-to-day -day oversight of companies. This is really part of a broader effort to roll back consumer protections that had been put in place during the Obama era. And it's being quarterbacked by Mick Mulvaney, the OMB director and former Tea Party congressman who became head of the bureau two months ago when the Obama era director stepped down. Number three, the Humane Society of the United States is keeping its CEO following a sexual harassment investigation that turned up three complaints and widespread belief inside the organization that women got advancement because of sexual relationships with the executive. Seven board members resigned last night in protest immediately after the decision. The Humane Society is one of the nation's largest animal charities. The move defied demands by major donors to cut ties with the longtime chief executive or risk losing their support. This decision is a break with the recent pattern of removing leaders accused of sexual misconduct in the workplace. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, February 2nd. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday.